Get your LLC, then increase your pay decks. Done in Bradstreet, listen what I say next. People better pay me. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. It's time for Black Wall Street Today. Black Wall Street Today. The premier media hub for black businesses, related politics, news, growth strategies, and events. Black Wall Street Today explores entrepreneurship opportunities for economic development while highlighting business owners, trendsetters, and community leaders. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 49th edition of Black Wall Street Today. I am your host, Blair Durham. and so excited. Wow, we're coming up on a year, just shy of one year uh, of doing this show with you all. I want to thank you for your support. And certainly, uh, many thanks to our sponsors, Abna Fora Salon. They're at 5034 East Princess Anne Road in Norfolk, as well as the Ready Academy, which is a part of the historic First Baptist there at Butte Street in Norfolk. Maybe you're interested in sponsoring a radio show earning a place of primacy for your business, feel free to reach out to us at info at blackbrand.biz, I-N-F-O at B-L-A-C-K-B-R-A-N-D dot B-I-Z for more information on how you can become an integral part of an upcoming show. Did I mention that Black Wall Street Today is now also available on a number of podcasting platforms. We're so excited for our growth. So Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast and Radio Public, just to name a few. Uh, feel free to uh, check us out there if you want to catch up on some some prior shows or maybe go back and listen to a favorite. Uh, maybe 12 o'clock is just not the time for you. You can certainly find us on those podcasting platforms. So we're very excited about that. Our topic for today is legacy. We're going to be discussing uh, ways in which to build a family financial institution. Wow, imagine that a family bank. Speaking of banks, uh, the first Black-owned bank was actually founded back in 1988, the True Reformers Bank. It's a savings bank of the Grand Fountain United Order of True Reformers in Richmond, Virginia. First bank owned by African-Americans in the United States. It was founded again on March 2nd, 1888 by Reverend William Washington Brown and opened on April 3rd of 1889. Although the True Reformers Bank was the first Black-owned bank chartered in the U.S., the Capital Savings Bank of Washington, D.C. was first to actually open on October 17th, 1888. I know many of us are familiar with Maggie Walker, who became the first black woman to to charter a bank not many years after, actually right there in the same city of, of Richmond. So a lot of history there as it relates to black banking. Few facts here. Did you know that more than Four in five African-American families define the American dream as having financial security, right? Financial security for themselves and their family. However, less than half actually feel confident that they can achieve this. African-American parents are most actively involved in educating their children on finances, likely because they wish their parents taught them more about money. That's a conversation we have all the time. We just didn't sit around the kitchen table talking about money, as is the custom for many other other ethnicities, right? Uh, Third, the average American family has more good debt 
than bad debt. And hopefully we'll get into a conversation today about what exactly that means. African-American families are the least prepared for emergency savings, with 33% of those families having less than one month of expenses saved. Wow. So we're literally one to two paychecks away from financial calamity. Uh, Retirement is is a concern for African-American families as well. Two-thirds are not confident that they are financially prepared for retirement. Only one-third have an actual plan for their retirement. So certainly you can see uh, the value in having a show that really focuses on how we can take ownership. Uh, And with that said, I want to welcome our first guest today. I had the pleasure of hearing this gentleman speak about two weeks ago. Blew me away. Knew we needed to have him on the show. William Randolph is the owner of Think Acquisition LLC. It's a veteran-owned small business, and it's an independent acquisition training and development consulting firm focused on helping all players in the federal acquisition system perform better and deliver extraordinary mission results through training and development. As a Navy veteran and a retired federal senior executive service member with 26 plus years of contracting, acquisition, program management, and leadership experience, William also joins us today as an affiliate of Legacy of the Legacy Banking Project. He's a real estate investor and entrepreneur, as well as a private lender and banker. He'll be sharing his knowledge on buys, holds, flips, and crowdfunding. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Randolph. How are you? Thank you so very much. William, I mean. That's fine. That's fine. I like the name Randolph. (laughs) I do too. Also for your last name, not your first. Yeah. Very nice to have you here today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. So let's get into it a little bit. How did you kind of, how did you get to this place? I always like to start with the story, right? How'd you get here? Sure. Well, um, I grew up on on a tobacco farm in Southwest Virginia. I uh, left at 17, typical 17-year-old know-it-all, wants to get the first thing, catch the first thing smoking out of town. Uh, and I joined the Navy. Uh, the Navy paid me to grow up, see some of the world. Yeah. Uh, and then when I left, I left, went back to school to get my degree with all intents and purposes of going back into the military. And then I found contracting as a career field within the federal government. Hmm. Uh, and I started then in 1995. And I, I'll tell you, that career field has been everything for me um it has let me see some of the a lot of a lot of the world uh, and grow a portfolio of rental properties and uh, have a successful career it's just been amazing so I, I i try to push everybody i can into the contracting career field so then i retired wow. i okay. retired in 2016 and uh, because of some of the things that were going on in 2016, particularly there was a, a new administration change, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't really sure about what was going to be happening from a, a stocks and bonds, a paper portfolio, a, um, investments type perspective, mm-hmm. I started doing research about what could I do with my 401k, because now that I had retired, I had access to it. Prior to then, I couldn't touch it. All I could do was invest it, but I couldn't touch it. Sure. Uh, and so I started doing research uh, into... Uh, various alternative investment approaches. One that came up was something called a self-directed IRA or a self-directed 401k, which basically is it's a tool that allows you to invest in alternative assets instead of typical stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Okay, let's break that down. What what would be considered an alternative investment? Sure. Well, the, the most common is real estate, but there's also gold, silver, precious metals. Something as simple as livestock is actually an alternative investment. Buy, wow. li- buy 
cows, you know, feed them. Wow. And then sell big cows. That gets um, our producer excited, this <laughs> big livestock guy. But okay. tax liens, various types of uh, activities that are considered alternative investments. That you can actually leverage your 401k. Absolutely. To invest in. Absolutely. That's yes. good news for somebody. It is really good news. <laughs> and the thing about it is this news has been around since 1974. Okay, that okay. That was the year that the self-directed IRA uh, legislation was put into, into the tax code. 1974, but it's taken some time. I was four in 1974, so it's taken some time for this to become popular. So it has become popular. Um, what I've done is just taking it up a notch. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Well, the taking it up a notch is really how do we not only build and, and invest my 401k, but how do I bring others along? So how do we collectively invest Absolutely. In our 401k? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the rules will actually allow you not only to, to partner with others with self-directed 401ks, but you can, you can partner with people that have funds outside of their 401k. As long as the splits stay the same, and that's really, in my opinion, the power of the legacy bank. Because, for instance, I have grandchildren. I have two grandchildren, um, four and one-year-old. Nowhere near the close, the age of being able to have income that would allow them to invest short-term in, in IRAs. But I can build educational savings accounts for them today and allow them to partner with me as I go out to the marketplace to make loans on uh, short-term real estate investments. And as long as those proceeds, whatever profits we make, come back in the same representative, uh, fractional representation that they went out in, Mm -hmm. then everything's good. My 401k grows. Their educational savings accounts grow. If you have funny money outside of tax-deferred accounts, that can grow as well. It'll be taxed, of course, but hey, I mean, how many times can you get 10, 11, 12% on your money in six months? Got you. Okay, so just make sure I'm tracking. So we've got this kind of booming career in government acquisition and contracting. Yes. You retire discover this alternative investing piece. Correct. Decide, you know what, this could be a vehicle for me and for my family. Absolutely, absolutely. It was It was really the second step. Uh, the first step was I wanted to invest in real estate. Okay, you already had an interest in real estate. I already estate. had an interest in okay. real estate. And that's one of, okay. the, one of the keys hopefully we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but one of, one of the things that I was doing at the time, and actually I remember the day because it's, it's my granddaughter's birthday, the 15th oh. of May, of uh, 2015, I was holding her in the hospital and I made this pledge to her. And I said, you will never have to ask anyone for a job. That will be, that's my my responsibility. My my promise to you is you will never have to ask. If you want to you work, want to, if you want to work thing. for someone else yeah. um, or do something that is that become, that you are then employed, that's fine. But you will never have to ask and the strategy that I chose was real estate. My father was in real estate. My uncle was in real estate. Uh, both of my grandparents on both on both sides of the family uh, owned farms. So real estate was somewhat in our in our DNA. And my plan was buy one house a year until she's 18, uh, and then that portfolio of 18 of 18 properties would help me in retirement, but also help her um, either. Um, to you know, spit out income, could leverage it to some other business or interest that she would be in interested in, or she could have the portfolio and manage the portfolio as her job. But that was that was my plan. 
And I found out this like, I found out very early that the 18 year plan, it's a good plan, but I wanted to do it faster. Yeah. And because she has a little brother that's coming in right behind him. You had to do it faster. I had to do it faster. Yeah. So one of the things, I so I, I went into the lab and started looking at, okay, what are other options? Mm-hmm. And I found this opportunity to actually, uh, someone solicited me in a, in a real estate group, or they solicited everyone, but I was in the group. Right. They are, are people interested, anyone out there interested having some money just sitting in a 401k that they are, uh, that's just sitting there making one or two percent or, or being, um, being affected by the fluctuations of the stock market. Mm-hmm. We want to buy some, we want to buy some houses. Here's our portfolio. Here's our strategy. We want to flip these houses and we want to pay you nine percent on your money for, and to hold it for six months. Let me cut you off right there really quickly. Man, time's going by fast. We talked about this. We knew it would happen. For the for the advantage of those that may just be tuning in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today, uh, having a great conversation about legacy. We're going to hopefully start to talk about building a fi- family financial institution. Uh, we're sitting right now with Mr. William Randolph, who has had tremendous success in this arena, uh, and he's sharing some some great nuggets with us. So let's let's go there. So. It was because you were a part of this real estate group yes. that you found out about this banking opportunity. Correct. Let's let's put some parameters around what a financial institution actually is. Sure. Um, maybe give us some examples of that, and then let's let's have that conversation. So, in the the typical financial banking that we know of, you know the the Chase Manhattans of the world, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the Chase J C Morgans of the world, uh, they take individuals' funds. And, the, and there's something that there's a there's a law that governs them that's called fractional reserve. Okay. Basically, for every one hundred dollars that they receive in receipts mm-hmm. that people put into their into their accounts, they're able to lend ninety ninety dollars of those out. They for every one hundred dollars, they can lend ninety. They can lend ninety. They have to keep ten percent in reserves. So it's so it's not their money first, right. but they get to lend out ninety percent of it. They pay maybe if you're lucky one percent on that money if you're lucky. In a mm-hmm. savings account, it's usually about one two five point five. So they they pay us one percent point five percent on the money, and then they lend it out at if you're going to buy a house four five six, if you're going to buy a car maybe five or six, if you're going to do personal loans it's thirteen fourteen, if it's credit cards. It's 17, 18, 19, mm-hmm. and they get to keep the spread. Mm-hmm. Not a bad So model. that's essentially the banking model. That's wow. That's the banking model. Broken down in the simplest terms. <laughs> I, I think a, 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 a second grader can understand that. For every $100, banks can lend 90. They, keep, they must keep 10% in reserves. Yes. They pay less than 1% on the money that they lend. Yes, that they keep. Or that they keep. That they keep in And then they process. lend it at various rates depending on what the... What the vehicle is. Yeah, what the okay. Vehicle, what wow. The profile is. Yes. Interesting. So, how do we leverage that concept to build our own? So that's exactly what. That's the question that I asked myself and said. Hmm, In this three is, minutes. This is okay. <laughs> it, so this is an opportunity. Yes. So use the self-directed IRA and four hundred one k model. Okay. That and find a platform or find lenders, excuse me, uh, borrowers that are interested in providing and getting that income, and getting that and getting that those funds and then receiving income on it. The one that I found was house flipping. We all watch HGTV and all the shows that are on television. 
they go in and out of properties in less than six months. Yeah. So, in, as in real estate, everyone knows you need money to play in real estate. Just mm -hmm. thank goodness it doesn't have to be your own. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. ev essentially, every real estate deal that's done is leveraged. So, they start with a little money and they borrow money from the bank. I just stepped in to be the bank. The first deal, I stepped in. I was the bank. I did all my due diligence on the company, make sure that they were real. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it was actually a company in Atlanta. And I did everything short of hopping on a plane and going to Atlanta. To, uh, Did this go over anyone's head? Wait a minute. <laughs> We can take the alternative investment approach, the self-directed model. Use that money in the real estate market. Yes. It comes back in six months, if you're lucky. Comes you know? back in six months. Or you do year. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter much. You know? And from there, we're able to create a platform and engage with interested borrowers. Absolutely. And they're out there. People are looking all the time. There's something called hard money. Have you heard of the concept hard of hard money lending? That, that's, yeah. that's all it is. Private money and hard money lending. Mm. And I'm, we're just stepping in. Our family is stepping in as the bank. Wow. So the money goes out. The mic has been dropped. <laughs> the money goes out. They do their work. Yeah. It actually closes. And I don't have to wait on the borrower to actually get the money. When they close, the closing office, the closing attorney actually sends me a check. So I'm not mm. I'm not relying on the individuals out of their good graces to, oh, please send my check back. Mm -hmm, it, is, mm -hmm. it is the lawyers and the, you know, the attorneys and the closing attorneys and the mm -hmm. closing officials mm -hmm. that, that, that fix the, the ending closing package. And they actually pay pay the money back out. It goes back into my account, and I get to start over and do it all over again. We have less than a minute. I need to hear from you. How are you helping people to wrap their minds around this? Is there a way? Are you personally helping with this in some capacity? How can you be reached? Yes. So a lot of people are asking, and I'm just, I'm just going to start sharing. Um, I have a I started a Facebook group. That was the easiest way to do it. Okay. So good. a legacy banking. Project on Facebook. There's a Facebook group there. People Legacy can join. Banking Project. Yes. Love it. Uh, I, I actually I bought the domain name last night. I know and, that's right. <laughs> and um, I'll have it. The email account is William at LegacyBankingProject.com. William at LegacyBankingProject.com, and I'll make sure I announce that at the end of the show as well. Right. Okay. And I'm just going to start telling the story there. I think it'll probably be in, po in either podcast or vlog form, mm -hmm. uh, YouTube videos. And my goal is just to share their information Good. and then hopefully build a community after that around that we can it. share around it, that we could share uh, goals, aspirations, progress, and investment opportunities. Process, yeah. So we're going to get to have you back as a Oh, absolutely. Room? I'd be honored. Awesome. Thank you so much, William. Sure. Good to see you. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Welcome back to this 49th edition of Black Wall Street Today. It's time for hashtag add this to the list. Miss Abena, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Blair. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? I am delighted, and we are certainly honored to have you as a sponsor for the show with Abena Afora Salon. Could you talk a little bit about the salon and just how you can be reached and, and what different things you have going on? Yes, ma'am. So we have Abnaso Natural Hair Salon. It's an all-natural hair salon. We don't do any chemicals. We don't do any um, color or pimp hair. 
we just focus on protecting healthy natural hairstyles. And then one of our main focus is to educate the clients on how to maintain their hair after they leave their salon. You know, what to do before your next visit. So you come back and you see that your hair is, is growing, it's flourishing, and your hair is well nourished. Um, we have a few things going on. In the salon, we have um, student discounts. So if you're in the area and you're a student, we got you covered. So we provide student discounts for all students. Okay. On all, on all our natural hair services. So if you come get your hair done, know that you get a discount as a student. We also provide military discounts and senior citizen discounts because it's a military area and I mean military wise, it's so important to give, you know, to honor um, the, the men and the women who serve us in our community. And we have the senior citizen discount. I used to be a geriatric nurse and I love, 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 love working with seniors. So. <clears throat> Oh, and wow. make sure that we have the platform for seniors here. They can come, get pumped, feel free, and know that they are living without having to spend so much money at the salon. Abena, um, I really, yeah. I think that you're onto something. I don't think that there are very many natural hair care salons in the Hampton Roads market. Um, so it's exciting to know that, that you're there and especially to know that you focus on hair maintenance, hair health. So exciting. Thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate, so of much. course, you know, the fact that you offer the discounts for the different populations. I know that's only one part of what you do, though. Are you going to talk a little bit about the front of Abinafora? <laughs> yeah, so Abinafora started as a fashion brand, and which is still a fashion brand. I'm a fashion designer. I started doing my fashions in nursing school, and by God's grace and God's mercy, she's been able to propel us this far. Many people do not know this about me. And um, when I was 11 years old, I've always had a passion for hair. I always wanted to do something with a natural beauty. And like, I just have a thing for the look, you know, a woman's look, putting clothes on people, being, designing clothes for people, and just bringing their whole look together from head to toe, from the crowns of your head to the soles of your, to the sole of your feet. Mm-hmm. So um, the fashion is kind of like, uh, is the beginning of the Abnafo branch. And the salon kind of like brings all of it together, connects the fashion and the uh, the, fa- the fashion and the hair together. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I think like that's huge. Was- Let me just interrupt you there because folks may not know and they may not have heard it just then, but you actually personally make all of the garments there. I do, yes. Yeah, and just have such an incredible selection in terms of colors, in terms of style. Um, you know, we love we love visiting <laughs> for that reason. It's it's inspiring. Thank you. So I know you've got you've got a couple of events coming up. You were going to say I'll give you time to talk more about those and how we can connect to you on social media. Okay, so one of the things, if you know me or if you know anything about that natural brand, you know that I believe in being authentic. And to be authentic, you have to be true to yourself and understand yourself worth and purpose. So part of my goal with my business is to find a way to, you know, remain authentic to myself and my culture and help other women or other men in the community and even children. Children learn more about their, about the beauty of my country, Ghana, about Africa and about themselves through fashion, through beat making and through hair. So um, this Friday we have the wave beat class. My mom is the woman behind all the jewelry you see at Abnaco. Any bead of jewelry, necklace, waist bead, anklets, bracelet that you see at the salon is all made by my mother. Waist beads, nice. Okay. Speed, yeah. And we have a lot of the reason why we are doing the waist beat class is because we have a lot of you know clients who come around and they don't have they don't understand how like you know they don't really know their importance of wearing waist beads and how it's properly done. 
how how it's properly done or how it's supposed to be worn and the meaning and the meaning behind wearing waist beads. Hmm. So many people do not know, so we thought it's necessary to do a waist bead card. We had one last year, and we have another one this year. So the waist bead card is on the. 30th of August is this Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the shop. We would be able to provide you with authentic beads made by my mother in Ghana. Um, and then she'll bring the thread, the thread in, the needles, and show you how to make it, customize your own waist beads. We will educate you on the history behind the waist beads and why the Ghanaian women, like myself, why the Ghanaian women wear waist beads and then the culture behind waist beads. So, so let me just reiterate this coming Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., you're offering a waist bead class at Abner Forest Salon? Yes, ma'am. And it's $40. And the $40 includes, like, you making your own receipt, the class itself, and also we provide food. I love cooking. So anytime I... I and you're good at it, too. <laughs> so how can we sign up for the class? Is it online or...? It's, um, it's not online. We have the ad running on Facebook, but um, you pay in person, you call the shop number, which is 757-500-4550. 4550. Okay, I'll make sure I announce that again at the end of the show. We're out of time. Thanks so much, Abena. Thank you so much for having me, Blair. I appreciate you so much. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. We've got just a couple more minutes with our first guest, Mr. Randolph. I know we were having a great conversation about how you've brought this together in terms of something that the community can latch on to. Yes. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Legacybankingproject.com is coming soon, but for now, we can join on Facebook. Yes, there's a Facebook Facebook group, Legacy Banking Project. Okay, okay. Um, Say more about kind of your vision for that. Is it, yeah, go ahead. So the the vision is is pretty simple. Um, There are 42 million African-Americans. The the last Census estimate says that 42 million African Americans in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe out of those 42 million, million individuals, there are at least 100,000 individuals and or families that could build a legacy bank for themselves. If each one of those banks had $100,000 to lend out mm-hmm. and to control, 100,000 banks times $100,000 That's $10 billion that our community could have access to and to control, not to consume items, but to invest in them. And as in any investment, the goal is to invest the money, have the rewards, and still have the money. Mm -hmm. It's not a consumption model that once you do an action, the money's gone. So that's the goal, is how do I build Oh, how do we build 100,000 uh, 100, banks with $100,000 in them each to then use in our, we can use in our communities, we can pull together and do larger, big, larger deals. All kinds of things all we kinds do of with stuff. that. When you think about 0.02% of all venture capital mm-hmm. goes to women and people of color. Mm. Okay, think about here's $10 billion that our, our community could put together. And so your estimate about the the 100,000 individuals that are already in the position to do that, is that based on, what is that based on? 
Well, that's just, a, in my opinion, a very small number as it compared is. to the 42 million. It is, it is, compared to the 42 so I'm, million. I'm very small. That if, there if, might be more. Oh, it, it very well could be more. Yeah. My, my goal is simply, how do I, how can I personally help, Access help that 100, many people. Yeah. 100,000 individuals or families mm-hmm. and or families mm-hmm. to build these banks? Uh, I hope it's more. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it only gets bigger if the, the more people are involved. Uh, wow. But, you know, in, in most even things, at, at 10,000 families with the $100,000, that's that, still one that's billion. billion. That's yeah. a start. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's a start. That's a start. Absolutely. absolutely. That's exciting. It is. It is. You know, and the, and the thing that I think really warms my heart is that we can help our youngest members mm-hmm. of our family. Imagine us building banks for our newborns. You know, as they as they join the family, and we have our bank, our family bank board meeting, and we're introducing new mm-hmm. members to the family uh, banking institution, that we get to gift them a bank. Yeah, you know, what I'm loving most about what I'm hearing is the simplicity, right? A lot of times when we start to think finance, we think something very, very complicated, Absolutely. something that is beyond our reach, beyond our capacity to really grasp. But when I'm looking at these numbers, I mean, this this looks doable. Doable, executable. Yeah, that's this, the word I use. You know, it's, it's not, executed. this is not, this is not far-fetched. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Um, so I appreciate that you bring that kind of positive approach to the space. Thank you. You know, and Thank I'm excited. You. I'm going to certainly be joining the Legacy Banking Project Facebook group, and I'll be looking forward to the content that you share. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to do it. And seeing how it is that we can partner to help you grow that vision. Awesome. Absolutely. That would be great. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm glad we were able to have another five minutes to wrap up. Because that was, yeah, that was needed. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So we'll be talking soon. Thank you. Got a couple of announcements here before we get to our next guest um, as it relates to some of the items that we discussed before. So, you know, going through and thinking about um, how we begin to take some of these steps, we have to make financial planning a a family priority. Of course, teaching the next generation about finances, involving our children in discussions of family budgeting and monthly bills can help them understand what is involved in managing money. So rather than taking a hands-off approach, really inviting them to, to the table so that they get comfortable with the language of finance as well. Preparing for the unexpected, right? Protecting your family with appropriate amounts of life insurance and disability income insurance. Uh, just just a must. Uh, my understanding is that September is National Life Insurance Month. And so we'll be having a focus right here in Hampton Roads on life insurance um, and making your money work for you when we do our very next Brunch and Learn on the second Saturday uh, of September there at Cutlass Grill in Chesapeake. We also want to talk about paying down debt. It's a great idea to pay off the loans and credit cards with the highest interest rates first, then the smallest balances. You guys have heard of this. Uh, smallest balances are the highest minimums. If you can make extra payments or pay more than the minimum, definitely want to do that. Starting to establish a savings, uh, starting to plan for our children's education, right? Really making that manageable. A lot of times we're talking about the high cost of education uh, in this space. Education is important, but can we really afford to do it? Do we really want to pass on that kind of debt to our children? Or do we want to invoke a plan now that means that they don't have to pay for it later? Without further ado, our last guest for the show, his name is Clarence Harris. He is a certified public accountant and business strategist. He's the owner of ACG Financial Group, LLC, which is a full service accounting and consulting firm. ACG Financial, LLC 
provides services to a wide variety of clients, including individuals, small businesses, and nonprofit entities specializing in small business tax management, real estate tax management, home-based business tax management, and 501c3 or nonprofit financial management. Welcome to the show, Mr. Clarence Harris. I know I could have read at least six more paragraphs about you. <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. How are you doing, Miss Blair? I'm doing awesome. So glad to have you on today. I just feel like it's a perfect segue. I know you are a real estate guy. You figured some oh, yeah. things I, out. I definitely love real estate and I'm continuing to figure things out. So. Yes. Well, drop some nuggets on us. We're trying to figure out how to how to go from where we are now to a better place. Um, right. And I know you figured some of these things out. Share with us. Well, absolutely. One of the things that I like about real estate is this. Real estate is an asset that you can obtain and you can use leverage to get it. And what do I mean by leverage? You can use other people's money. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of great investment vehicles. You know, you can invest in stocks, bonds, but rarely are people going to allow you to borrow money buy the stocks but with real estate you can go and borrow the money to get the real estate so it's a it's a great leverage opportunity gosh do we really i don't know if that sinks in right our first guest was just sharing the same thing about real estate right is it is it it's not a game that's how everyone does it right a they, lot of people they, win. they start with leverage leverage. Yeah. What does that look like? How does that play out practically? How does that play out practically? Okay, so So, let me let me ask the question. Okay. Uh, absolutely. $200,000 property that yes. I want to acquire. I guess it's for sale. Yes. Okay. I'm looking to flip this property. Okay. I ain't got the money. You don't have the money. Okay. <laughs> I want to use leverage. Okay, so How do you I wanna, do it? You want to get a $200,000 property and you want to flip it. Does it need some work done to it? Let's assume that it needs, I don't know, $50,000 worth needs of work. It needs 50000 and yeah. then you can probably, what, sell it for three fifty. Then I'd like to sell it for three fifty. Okay. So I'm going to write these numbers down. Okay. All right. So let's jump right into it. So the property costs 200000 It needs $50,000 in repairs. And then you can ultimately sell it for three fifty. So the first thing I would... Even before we get into the how, the first thing that I always recommend for aspiring real estate investors and really business owners, you got to have the right team around you. You know, one of the things I say okay. for my in there in the business startup game, 10 rules, is get your climb team, CPA, lawyer, insurance, professional, marketing, professional, banker, and similar when you're doing these real estate transactions, marketing right? Marketing so, and banking. Okay, you know, okay, team. okay. And then if we're going to specifically talk about real estate, then you want to have real estate attorney. You want to have your CPA that knows real estate. You want to access to a good real estate agent, broker, realtor. Um, you want to have access to your, your money sources, whether it's mortgage lender, private money lenders, hard money lenders. You want to have access to a good contractor, so the person that can actually go in and rehabilitate this property. So every day okay. I'm talking, I'm talking to my folks. So you're building this Rolodex of these professionals. Super team. Okay. 
Right. You, you leverage. What you was leverage the one you said before experience. contractors, though? You said access to lending sources. Yes. Private money sources. And so anytime I'm evaluating a deal, so let's say me and you, you've identified this $200,000 property and we can essentially make $100,000 off of it once we purchase it and we buy it. So on the front end, you want to already have established some relationships with people who lend out money. For example, one one firm that I recently affiliated with, what they do is they'll provide 85% funding towards any purchase price, and then they'll provide 100% funding for your rehab. And and so in this case, we got a $200,000 yeah. property, right? Mm-hmm. Um you're going to need to have about $30,000 down and they'll finance the rest. And I know what you're saying. I don't have $30,000. So they're going to put up one I'm going to put up the rest. Yep, you're going to put up $30,000. Okay. So if you don't have the thirty, that's when you continue to network and build your other <laughs> okay. build your other team members. And so, for example, I have a client, and you actually know this client. I have a gentleman named... Um, his name is Mr. Reed, okay. and what he does is he provides uh, gap lending or bridge lending. So when you don't have the money for that down payment, he can let you utilize that for a short period of time. Now he's, he's he wants he's his gonna interest. Charge you. He's going to so, charge you. So the eighty percent, right, with the one company. So they got their interest rate. So I'm factoring that in my three fifty. Yep. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Yep. The thirty percent, they've got their interest rate. So I know. Okay, so now I, I can pretty much see what my profit is going to be. Absolutely. And that's when... And you and said, you're they, not, you said this one company provides 100% of the repair costs too? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so anybody that wants to get into the real estate investing game, make sure you follow me at Norfolk CPA. I can be found <laughs> on Instagram. But... <laughs> Boom. But yeah, I can make some of those connections, those different type of introductions. But yes, so in this model, we have someone that's going to fund the 85%. Right. Oh, 85%. Okay. 85%. Gotcha. So okay. That's, what's that? That's going to be 170. Just 70, like you 000. said, you were right. I had yep. written down 80%. That's why I was. Okay. Right. Got you. Then we got another source that's going to fund the other. The gap. Yeah. Okay. And they'll fund the other 30,000 that's needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, again, you have to. You got to pay to get this money. But when you're doing your analysis, you sit with your accountant or your CPA that knows real estate. And so you factor in all the interest costs, the holding costs over this period. Typical rehab could take anywhere from 30 to 60 days. So and put some contingencies in there if the property doesn't sell or build as or get rehabbed as quickly as you want. So you factor all those contingencies in. Mm hmm. And then if Into the, num- the amount that you're going to borrow. Right. What you're saying. Okay. Right. So be conservative with it. And if the numbers make sense. Do the deal. Do the deal. Whoa. You made that sound easy. Kind of is. I was complimenting our first guest for the same reason. So I want to go back to the example. So $200,000 house. Yeah. We're going to borrow essentially that plus the well, we wouldn't need to with this example. We would need to borrow the repair money. But no, we, we would because we're going to borrow the, the fifty thousand to repair it too. So we're going to borrow that too. Yes. Okay. Wow. And what happens is when you do these deals successfully, the more deals you do, especially with and you form the relationships with your private money lenders, 
and lending sources, then your rates come down and you don't have to go asking them, can I get this money? They'll say, hey, you got any deals? I want to fund you a property. They start coming to you. Absolutely. Because they know they can make some money with you. Absolutely. I know you know about that life. Everybody comes to you, Blair. This is so fascinating. Yeah. Why aren't they teaching this in like high school? I don't know why. College. I don't know why they're not teaching this, but I got a song about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> like to hear it? Here you go. Real quick, if you no, just really tuned in, if you just tuned in to Black Wall Street today, um, we are having a conversation about how we can build family financial institutions. And in both instances, we've talked about real estate as a strategy to be able to do that. Right now, we're sitting with Clarence Harris. Norfolk CPA. (laughs) Uh, We just went through an example of how we could finance, how we could essentially obtain a $200,000 house with... yeah. Using others people's money. That's that's the key word. Those are the key words. OPM is my friend. Are you gonna Are you gonna perform on this mic today? Am I gonna perform on this mic? <laughs> is that I, what you're gonna do? If you want me to, uh, we're open. We got time. Okay, so I'm gonna give you. So for everybody, I just want to put this out there. I know you know Blair, but for everybody that's tuned in, I've upcome upcoming book and music album that is called 10 Rules for Entering the Business Startup Game. Okay. And so the whole project deals with entrepreneurship. It deals with business, real estate. And so I have a song that is entitled Funded, which is about creative financing even outside of the banking system. Okay. So I can, I can do a verse from that if that is what you would like to hear. So- yeah, let's do it. All right. I will get the billions, legacy for my children. Fire my dead and job, commence the dream building. House dealer getting scratched from real estate billings. Without a bank, hadn't copped a couple apartment buildings. Norfolk CPA, yeah, I spit the bank flow. Holla at Lori Grenier, I want that shark tank dough. Here's a fact, Equifax can't hold me back. I can raise racks even with a low FICO. Got private money even when my credit's quite low. Equity and property, so I just might go. Get lines of credit based on real estate, that's blue chips. Leverage the cash that I put into a new flip. Monopoly, four greenhouses, get the red hotel. Depreciation cash flow makes your dough grow well. 25 G's from a 401, I borrow that. Flip it in five years and give it all back. No 10% penalty, no income tax. Money I lost before, it's time to win some back. I mean, win all that. Firm biz, I'm too fly. No business as a sole prop. That's rule five. So props like sex without the latex. Get your LLC, then increase your pay decks. Done in Bradstreet, listen what I say next. People better pay me. ADP, paychecks. Norfolk CPA with you, and that's a safe bet. Winner in this track meet, we ain't start the race yet. Ain't gotta use my social entities with EINs. Hard money, mental speed, dial, yep, he's my friend. People pull out, they cash to do deals with me. We pay more than a savings or a CD. So if you're having credit problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 investors and a bank ain't one. Fund it. This is North CPA. Here with Bars. With Blair Durham on Black Wall Street today. Oh my goodness. Tune in every Wednesday. 
this is how it gets down. Hampton, Virginia, what's up? Wow, I appreciate you, sir. If you again, if you just tuned in, you never know what's gonna happen <laughs> on Black Wall Street today with Blair Durham. What's and up, Miss Tina Vick? I see you in the building. I see you on the live. Wow. Andrea Miller, what is going on? He needs his own radio show. Thanks for tuning in to Black Wall Street today. <laughs> Clarence Harris, y'all. A CPA. He's got 66 letters behind his name. <laughs> Teaches accounting at Norfolk State. Is a real estate investor. Yes. Loves what he does. Very passionate about the community. We're grateful to have you. How do you want to close? Do you want to, um, we've got, what, another 30 seconds or so? You want to talk about your social media platforms, any events you got coming up? Let's see. Again, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, at Norfolk CPA. And I do have a, I have Cash Flow Game Night. That's a game designed by Robert Kiyosaki. We're going to be doing that at Alkalicious Juice Bar on September 20th. Should be the third Friday of September. Okay. And, you know, just connect with me. I got a lot of different real estate related meetup groups and events. So get in contact with me. I'll get you plugged in, let you meet all the different players in the real estate game. And if you have IRS tax problems, I'll get you out of that too. This is Norfolk CPA. Thanks for tuning in to Black Wall Street Today. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome, welcome back to this 49th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. We have had a great time on today's show focused on how it is that we can build family financial institutions. What a wonderful vision William Randolph shared with us. And then we're thankful for the, for the practicality of Clarence Harris and how it is that we can acquire these properties using other people's money. Uh, if you want to connect to William Randolph's project, you can certainly join his Facebook group, Legacy Banking Project, or you can email him at William at LegacyBankingProject.com And then if you want to connect to Clarence Harris CPA uh, You can connect via Facebook and Instagram At Norfolk CPA uh, He does have the cash flow game night coming up September 20th Which is the third Friday in September At the Alkalicious Juice Bar We had the owner of Alkalicious on our show A few weeks back when we focused on health um, And then as well I wanted to reiterate the note by Miss Abena Afora She has an event coming up this Friday The Waste Bee Class uh, 5034 Princess Anne Rue. Very grateful to her for sponsorship, as well as the Ready Academy. Again, this has been a dynamic show. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. This is Black Wall Street Today, where we're building minds, building connections, and building the path ahead toward economic freedom through education. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and join us next week, where we'll have the second part of the great debate, Do Entrepreneurs Need Business Education? with Ms. Nancy Prather. Johnson from Tidewater Community College, as well as Mr. Bobby Wright, who is the founder of Percolator. We'll look forward to talking next week. Take care. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo. 
When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. 